We are back. Hour to the game. The game after work. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale and David G. No, we, we never even got into the discussion. Um, somebody was arrested that maybe was involved in the killing of Tupac. Yes. One of the last people that's still alive related to any of that. That's what's really creepy about the whole thing. And then you played this song. This is all starting to come, starting to come full circle. You know, it's all making sense now. You want to know the scoop? Call Troy. He knows. Troy, are you West Coast or East Coast? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, we're doing this again. Uh, No, I'm old school hip hop. Thank you very much. Yeah, he's parachute pants. That's what he's not East Coast, West Coast. So you're telling me that back in the day you didn't have any. Yeah, at, the ba- at the band parties. You know, you didn't have any... Uh... East West uh, came after I was in school for the most part. Uh, I mean, well, okay, when they were feuding. You know, award shows, you were thinking at any moment this could break out into a big fight. All the producers want to be all in the videos, all on the record. Ooh, Man, I remember in school, people would ask you that. Are you East Coast or West Coast? Jeez. Like, we live in Kansas. <laughs> This is about? neutral ground. This, <laughs> this is supposed to be this a safe is the neutral space. zone. <laughs> this is home base here. We can, this is safe space. People, that was a big deal. What are you, East Coast, West Coast? Like, pff, I'm Midwest, baby. Bone thugs and harmony. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like them very much. What? Oh my! Lindsay was telling me she really liked them for a period of time, and then I like tried listening to some of their songs. She liked Bone Thugs and yeah, Harmony. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is not for me. Yeah. Okay. Crossroads yeah, was obviously a huge song. hit. That was a number one song back in the day. Beautiful song. But I'm like, you know, the thing about that song is it takes forever to get to the <laughs> chorus. <laughs> man, Uncle Charlie, man, R.I.P., dude. There's a lot of R.I.P.s in that song, and I feel you. Bone Thugs and Harmony. She did. She have East nineteen ninety nine Eternal the the album. I'm not sure. I, I think back in those think days she was like into fish. Oh no, she's like, what do you want to listen to? I got fish or Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> Just play the radio. I'm passing on both. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't turn on K Man. I can't really do jam bands, and I can't do Bone Thugs. Trey Anastasio, a, a fantastic player and everything. I just, same. I can't really get into it, man. I don't know what's going on there. Too crunchy for me, baby. Do you get into quarterback controversies? Your team trying to play two quarterbacks? <laughs> Is that something you're into? I could go at Take, late. take me can't. back to 2013 when it was Daniel Sams versus Jake Waters. Take me back to what, what oh. was it, 18? When it was uh, Alex Delton versus Skylar Thompson. I mean, hey, listen, at least you're not going as far back as I can, which is Paul Watson and Matt Garber. Oof. The old Watson-Garber. Snyder, Snyder year three. Dang, even back then he was still like, you know, I got two of them. I'll put both of them on you. <laughs> I'll bust all of them on you. I got four guys I could throw out there. Dude, this place was really popping with the Delton-Thompson fiasco i used to be team delton you were i was at first i was like i was team delton because i was just trying to think of how snyder would think and uh, i was right apparently and uh because he was kind of the hot hand or the hot foot whatever you want to say at the (laughs) end of the previous year 
and I thought he might be the guy rolling in, but it was like everybody else wanted Skyler. Yeah. Coach wanted Alex. He did. Well, the way it turned out, uh, Alex ended up going to TCU. Yeah. And stomped his behind once he made his return to, to Manhattan. And it was a Skylar Thompson show for another few years, like four years. It was a long time. <laughs> it was a long time. I it just you know when he went to TCU, I was just re- I, I hate to say this, but I was like, I hope he doesn't go there and just ball out of control. You know what I mean? And then he was there. Like, oh my God, we made a mistake. <laughs> no, please. He was there, you know, bouncing him five yards short of everybody there too. So. And then oh, you wow. had uh, you had a. Uh, Jake Waters and uh, and Daniel Sams. That was Dude, another like. That was. Heated. I was definitely Jake Waters. The co-host was Daniel Sams. Oof. Still on that. Uh-huh. On that Daniel Sams bandwagon, even when he became a rapper. <laughs> Never died. <laughs> Turns out Jake. Wa- I won that one. Jake Waters was the guy moving forward for a couple of years, and he and, turned out to be one of the best passers in this program's history. And he became a rapper, too. He raps a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Opened a studio in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> Good for him. It's cool. He's is he with Dimmel? Bones. I think he's with – is Jake Waters with Dimmel right now? I think he might be. I, Jake Waters is in Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, he's uh, – actually, it looks like he's with Iowa State. Oh. Got a great beard. He always has. He has had, had a, a great solid beard. beard well. But anyway, let's let's get to climbing because, of course, right out of the gate, he was asked quarterback questions. Does he know who the starting quarterback is going to be? Do not. Um, we have two guys that we can win with. There's an over on the depth chart right now. It could be either one. Hmm. And again, I, and I'll say this: that you know, is the starting quarterback in this game necessarily a big deal? Shouldn't be the bigger deal. Be well, who actually plays more? When it's all said and done, I think it actually is a big deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because if it's Avery, I think you have a better shot of Avery actually playing, or a quarterback actually playing the whole game, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just don't see this coaching staff moving away from Will just like that. I, I, I just don't. My prediction would be Will starts the game, Avery comes in, let's see what the defense gives us. You're going to see a lot of Avery Johnson. This Saturday against TCU. You can't keep him off the field. He's going to play, and he's going to play a lot. But, I mean, I mean, Kellis asked the question earlier. I mean, how do you deal with two-quarterback system right now? And Because uh, at some places that just has not worked out. Some have had better luck than others. And, of course, here at K-State, sometimes it was fine. Sometimes it was not okay. No. Sometimes the first guy wasn't doing so well. The second guy comes in, and he completely saves the day. A la Alex Delton. Against the Kansas Jayhawks here in town back in, was it 17 or 18? Mm-hmm. He saved the day. He did. He really did. Or else K- Skylar Thompson and the Cats might be losing to KU in Manhattan. Oof. It does make me nervous a little bit, but you're dealing with a veteran like Will Howard. Right. Will Howard is hopefully, and I feel like, in a way, kind of feel bad for him because he's got to keep some emotions in check. He really does. Um, but meanwhile, Will Howard, or, uh, Avery Johnson is what it feels like to be obviously the real deal. It's an athlete you're not keeping off the field. So, like I said earlier, my prediction is Will starts, Avery's going to play. You might see a start like we had at Texas Tech, and we just go from there. You can't, you can't, it's just something I don't know if you really can truly script out, plan out until you see what Texas TCU is doing. Mm-hmm. That's just my prediction. Mm-hmm. 
And this coaching staff and program, obviously, is not afraid to do that. The whole, like, let's see what they're giving us kind of thing. Um, I'm like, let's just, let's start off on the same foot going forward. Get him in there. Let's do it. Let's start off instead of like setting it up to where, what if we're like trying to get started? We have a couple drives that don't end well, punt, turnovers, whatever it is. And now we're okay, third or fourth drive. Now put Avery in there. Let's see what they're giving us with him. Let's just let's go from the start. Let's just kick it, man. If we're going to do this, let's do it. I understand the gamesmanship and the strategy behind doing what you're doing and keeping both options open. But at this point, it's, I don't know what, what is it that Avery, what, what could Avery do to make it where the, the, the coaching staff is like, it's, we got to start him. If five touchdowns doesn't do it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what will. So I, I guess I should, I should take back what I said. I think that will, will start. And we'll do this like you said. We'll try to feel it out a little bit. I wish they would just start Avery. I wish we just do it, man. Let's pull the trigger. Let's get this done. Let's let the kid cook, man. Let him cook. And it will take the good with the bad because there are just some mistakes that I'm tired of seeing from somebody that's supposed to be past that kind of stuff. I'm I'm cool with an 18-year-old kid making them. But um, some of the stuff I'm like, I don't know why I want to – I don't know why we would want to start, delay our start on the game. Let's just get it going. Let's not wait until we're behind the eight ball and we need somebody to come in to change it up or, oh, the defense, they're showing us this. It'd be better to put Avery in. Let's just kick it, man. Let's do it. Let's just start with him. I want that. I hear you. I want I, that. I absolutely hear you. I just my mind goes to like I, I I can't help myself. I'm trying to put myself in the coach's shoes and how they would want to do things. Are they willing to just go ahead and give Avery a start and move, I guess, in another direction with the Will Howard story? Mm-hmm. It's so hard to predict just based on that because of how good Will was last year. He was but again, awesome. the, the wide receivers is a different story this year. Not getting as open as Malik Knowles and Cade Warner working his absolute tail off on every single play. Either get open or if he wasn't exactly open. The connection between Will and Cade Warner was incredible Other in level. contested passes. Mm-hmm. Another level is a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. There's not a Cade Warner on this team. I think that's a big part of what's missing from the success of the offense when Will Howard is playing a quarterback because they're going to want to throw it more when Will's the guy. He's got an arm. He can be accurate. He has had some issues with accuracy so far this season, but he doesn't have explosive guys to throw it to. He doesn't have too many playmakers right now to throw it to. I, I do hear you that Avery, I mean, of course, has an arm, and we know that, but you need the ground game first. Mm-hmm. You need the ground game first, and then hopefully that opens up the passing game. It just It's hard for me to think that this staff would actually just go ahead after the teams right now 4-2. and two. Yes, Avery won them the game. That was a huge part of that, of course, but to give them the start and just give them the reins. Let's see what happens just – in this situation, it's hard to believe that that'd be their mentality. Yeah, and you know, I think somebody uh, for the first time ever, 
One of the commentators said it best. He's like, after this, one of these teams is only a one-loss Big 12 team. You know, like, it's it's we're 4-2. and two. We're sitting at 4-2, and two, right? And it's like, you don't have to throw everything out right now. You don't have to start new. We're not in that situation. We're still doing pretty good here. We're still we still got a lot in front of us. Here we are sitting on October seventeenth, and it's just six games into the schedule. Right, right. So it's like, I think the fan in me wants to pull the trigger. Let's let's play this kid after watching five touchdowns. But you're right. The rational and 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 just like the coach's idea, you, you it's it's I think it's tough to say. Well, thanks a lot, but see you later. Six games into it. If if there were a few, if it was eight games into it and we're at four and four, something like that, maybe then you could say, okay, let's go ahead, let's see what the kids got. But you're right. I hate to say it like this, but it's almost like, do you think they owe Will Howard a chance to rebound and 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 like and play better? That's to me. I know he's not playing awful, but there have been some throws where you go, what what is that? What were well, that first pick at Oklahoma State? I, I don't know, man. That I, I, I don't know where that's coming from, and it's frustrating to watch. I want to, I want to give him. I guess my question once again is: did the, Does the coaching staff allow him the opportunity to show that he can be that last year's guy instead of two years ago slash part of this year? Well, to go back to that interception, I think Will Howard was under some pressure to go make a play mm-hmm. and open up the passing game and, and get a big play, and because the offense wasn't getting very many big plays in the passing game, other than, you know here and there they would have one or two, but to to make some big throws, um, and that was obviously in coverage that it shouldn't have been thrown. The third interception was in panic mode, and he just got rid of it and threw it right to an Oklahoma State Cowboy. And also the second interception, I had to go back and watch it multiple times, and there certainly just wasn't a right connection with Will and and Phillip Brooks and Phil running the wrong route, and, well, Will let the throw go, and that may have been the the difference in the game. Um, That's just where I'm kind of torn right now Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm definitely a believer in Will Howard. The guy was awesome last year, man. I've never lost faith in the guy. I've seen enough from him that, man, he has gone through a tough grind. And that's the thing. I think his story really plays into effect here. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's hard to let that go because he did win a Big 12 championship. And, you know, he was expected to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year. I do not put the grind that this offense has had to go through in conference play in Oklahoma State and any of the adversity at Missouri. I do not put that all on the shoulders of Will Howard. He is a starting quarterback, but I don't think that was all on him. But I will say the the groove of the offense was pretty solid. For, I, I sh- maybe not solid. It was good. It was pretty good with Avery in the game, with him being able to run the football. It just, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes the groove is just, you know, it's a breath of fresh air. When a new guy comes in and you're all right, we're going to start doing this now. The timing of the blocks was really good. It was the best timing we had seen all year Mm -hmm. and holding onto the blocks with the offensive line. It was just at a different level that we hadn't quite seen the offense move. I would like to see a breakdown on the play calling with Will at quarterback and how many of the plays that we saw Avery run on Saturday night are plays that that have been run with Will. And just get a comparison right now because it felt like that some things came back into the playbook in terms of quarterback runs 
that we haven't seen called this year. Let's remember, Will Hurt is right leg in, at Missouri. At Missouri. And his, his running ability really has not looked the same, obviously. Uh, you know, he had that one third down run where he maybe should have got the first down, but Phillip Brooks misses a block entirely. The, the guy gets around him and makes the tackle, and some think, people are thinking, well, he should have just ran right through him or whatever. He's a big guy. Go through it. Like, well, he was expecting a block there. He was expecting to still be able to be on his path. And then all of a sudden, that path is completely interrupted, and the guy's right in your face. Um, so, like, a lot of this stuff I don't truly think is on the shoulders of Will when it comes to the operation of the offense. Obviously, he's the quarterback, and he's a huge part of that. But you still need guys to block for you and your wide receivers to get open. He was having to force it because that was the success of the offense when he was throwing the football because he had to force it in some tight spots, and he was actually completing a lot of them. One of the things that a coach once relayed to his team, and I thought that it was a very good way of putting it, you have to do your 1-11th. You're not to do more than your 1-11th because the moment that you try to do more than your 1-11th, you're forcing it too much. But you have to do your 1-11th. If someone doesn't do that 1-11th, then you have problems like what you were mentioning, where Philip missed a, bro- a block and the play gets blown up. It makes, it, you know, it, it makes a huge difference when little things happen a great point. in the midst of doing that because it takes 11 parts. Well, it, and then, sorry, it, you go ahead. And then the quarterback, a guy like Will Howard, a leader, he knows that he has to step it up when somebody doesn't do their job. So he's got to step right. it up and he's, he's, put, he's really pressing mm-hmm. and trying to put a ball maybe somewhere that he knows better, but he's like, I can make it happen. I can make it where we got to make a play here. We, this is a big drive. And ends up turning the ball over and everybody goes, oh, God will. I get that. Like, I I try so hard not to just destroy the quarterback forever. Because so many times you'll read the stat, this guy's thrown 14 interceptions. Well, how many were blocked at the line? It's not his fault. Or how many were a, a wide receiver just not fighting for the ball, not winning that one-on-one battle? Running a wrong route. Running the wrong route. I mean, we just don't know how many times that's happened. Because a lot of it does fall back on Will Howard. He's not the kind of guy to go, well, the dude didn't run the right route. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not that kind of guy. And that's a great thing. It's a great thing. Will Howard, there's no question he's a great kid. He's a fantastic kid, and he's a good leader. And that team, they love him. Um, I do think, though, we can say for certain pressing in some spots – that leg injury has hampered his ability to to make keep the defense watching both the run and the pass. You know, and when they get to sit back and just kind of pick you apart, it stinks. I think it's right now. Here's a difference: the biggest difference. How many games does Will Howard play? Hmm. How many games has Avery Johnson played? <laughs> There's listen. Whatever argument you're bringing to me about, okay, Will Howard should. Should start. Okay, no, it's Avery Johnson should start. I'm honestly I'm hearing you right now because Will Howard does have a crazy amount of experience. He has played TCU like four times or five times already in his career. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> meanwhile, different coaches, of course, sure. through that span. And meanwhile, Avery Johnson is right now the hot hand. Mm-hmm. He is what have you done for me lately? That's kick major ass mm-hmm. on the road 
in Big 12 play as a true freshman, as cool as a cucumber. Yeah, in a spot where the cats were, their backs were against the wall. You know what I mean? They were, they, they, it needed to happen, and he did it. He came through. You're so correct. I, I might be in a major minority here, but I might be just kind of back and forth this week. Yeah. About yeah. in my mind, or I'm a leading will right now, but really, you know, Avery was incredible against Texas Tech. Do you just give him the reins and see what happens? Yeah, I'll probably be back and forth, but. Right now, whatever the case is, I'm not sure I will be surprised if it is Avery, if it's Will, or Avery plays 80% of the snaps, or Will's the hot hand and he plays more than 50%. I'm not going to be surprised either way. The only guarantee is Avery will play because he has to play. He's too good now not to have him play. He's too much of a difference maker not to have him play. Mm -hmm. We need to take a break. When we come back, I want to get to some more climbing clips. Plus, from Big 12 Media Days for Women's Basketball, Brett Yormark had a few things to say and an update on Aoka Lee from head coach Jeff Mitty is coming up next. Yeah, climbing earlier today at his press conference. Obviously, a lot of questions about the quarterbacks. Not giving anything up, you know. Got an opponent that's uh, going to be scouting you mm-hmm. and uh, trying to come up with a game plan. Obviously, the uh, Will Howard film gives them a lot more to get ready for. Two quarterbacks to get ready for. Plenty for guys like Trayshawn Ward, DJ Giddens, Avery Johnson that can all light you up in the ground game. And a rushing defense that's only given up 3.4 yards per carry. About a buck 20 a game as well right now for TCU. BYU's not a great running team anyway, but man, they shut that down very well uh, when they played BYU this past Saturday. That was a blowout. Was it 44-11 to or something like that? I was not expecting that. Me Turnovers either. early. Yeah. Changed the face of that game. Because they went BYU went down to Fayetteville and took care of business, and I thought, oh boy, they're going to be tough, and then TCU just whipped them. Arkansas almost uh, pulled off a comeback in Tuscaloosa. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That was a three-point win for Alabama. Uh, All right, I wanted to get to a couple more clips here, you know, praising Avery for how calm he was against the the Red Raiders. And like I said before the break, he was cool as a cucumber. I mean, he couldn't have been more chill about the – I mean, he – it wasn't like he didn't face anything when it comes to adversity. I mean – it's not like every drive he had ended in a in a touchdown or he had a three and out and uh plus uh he had to play from behind and let a touchdown drive but Treshawn Ward was a huge part at that touchdown drive but also getting a lot of support from Will Howard who honestly could you blame him if he was feeling a little bit down about the freshman coming in in his place I'm sure deep down Will was frustrated, but he also wants to win, and that's what we need here, and that's what we expect here. And you know, one of our core values is to be selfless. On Saturday, he had to be selfless, and he helped Avery. He and Avery are very close. Adrian and Will were very close, and I think when Will started playing, even though Adrian was hurt, it really helped him to have that support. And I know that Will saw that and felt that from Adrian, that he wanted to give the same thing to Avery It's big. That's big. Defensive side of the football, we heard him during Meet the Wildcats. A Will Lee update who did not play against Texas Tech. He got hurt in the Oklahoma State game. 
We hope he can practice on Wednesday. He was around yesterday, did not practice, will not practice today. And if everything goes all right today, then he would practice on Wednesday and be available. I don't know how much, you know, we'd have to practice him Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to see where he could provide some depth or help to us. And then uh, the last clip I want to get to is about linebackers. Oscar Romain, who's already playing with a broken wrist, and he's got a club on one hand. And uh, it's not easy to go get a lot of interceptions that way. Uh, but also, I, I don't know if it's easy to tackle. I'm sure it's much harder to tackle when you got that club on your hand. But also, you know, you lost Jake Clifton to targeting late in the first half. So he'll be able to play all of the game against TCU. But for a while there, Case, it was pretty thin at linebacker after already being a little bit thin, of course, because Daniel Green and Asa Newsom are out for the entire season due to injury. So remain update and uh, moving some other guys maybe a little deeper on the depth chart up to try to get him some experience. We're hopeful that he can play. It's not uh, a certain thing yet. Uh, we'll go with Bo Palmer right now at the mic with Austin and Dez. Rex Van Wy, who is one of those guys that's a developing guy that we've taken on a couple road trips. We haven't used maybe one, if, if not any, of his games that he could still help us there. Jake Clifton will be back, which is good with when that penalty happened. So we're going to bring Terry Kirksey up to help us at Mike Backer. Yeah, those are two guys that are uh, our Juco transfers. Rex Van Wy out of uh, Iowa Central Community College, where he played one season there. Um, 11th best overall community college prospect in 2023. Terry Kirksey, who's also a Juco transfer from Hutch, uh, played two seasons for the Blue Dragons. 21st best overall community college prospect, also in the class of 2023. May get themselves an opportunity or two against TCU. All right, let's quickly move over to uh, basketball media day for the women's side. Earlier today in Kansas City, it wrapped up about an hour ago. Uh, Brett Yorm, actually, let's get to uh, K State's portion of this first. Um, did not I did not get to hear the press conference if there was one, so I tuned in for the ESPN Plus coverage. So the big takeaway there was obviously talking about Aoka Lee and her progression coming back from a second knee injury before the season even started type of knee injury and it was an ugly injury if i put the timetable correctly uh put together put it together correctly it took over a year for yokely to get medically cleared to practice again so it was a nasty knee injury but the update from uh, from uh, jeff Mitty earlier today was that aokley did not suffer any setbacks after getting back to practice she's about 85 percent right now and uh, started contact half-court work a week ago. And when K-State plays in early November, exhibition game, Pitt State on, I believe, the third, um, she will be ready to go. So that's the big part of the news there. She is expected to be fully ready to go for game one. So I was getting a little bit nervous there because not hearing she wasn't medically cleared until late September to practice, I was like, got to get this girl in shape. Oof. Let's get her working out. Let's get her in shape. Let's get her right. uh, moving those legs. And uh, But it's good news that she's going to be good to go. Let's get to Brett Yormark. Uh, a couple of things here. Talked about future schedules, which we actually talked about that with Gene Taylor on yesterday's Wildcat Insider. Moving forward with 16 with basketball schedules. It was like we expected starting next year that the men's will be playing – 20 league games. The women will be playing 18 for a couple of reasons. One, the women's tournament will start earlier than the men's. And it also, according to your mark, was actually a preference for the women's coaches to play an 18-game league schedule. 
Uh, this was also pretty interesting as well. Brett Yormark is interested in having alternate broadcast for basketball games. We've seen this in the NFL where they have a more kid demographic broadcast, uh, like on Nickelodeon, like the slime and stuff. Disney Plus did the Toy Story version the, toys, the other day. Yeah, the Toy Story version on Disney Plus. That's right. Did not see any of that other than it was like a actually highlight. it was okay. I, that's it, what I keep hearing is it was it, actually pretty good. It yeah. had it. It had its technical hiccups, but in general. It, they pulled it off. Hmm. Brett Yarmark wants to be the first college conference to have alternative basketball broadcasts, and they want to aim that at a younger, like a kid's demographic. That's really the only info we have right now, but you have my attention because when they did like, what was it, play, like a playoff game, and the kid, there would be kids commentating the game, <laughs> and then on touchdowns, the end zone turns into to this just giant green slime section. Yep. The 49ers-Cowboys was, was the one of them that they did on Nickelodeon, and I thought it was awesome. It was really fun. Yeah, I thought it was It's cool. fun, as long as your team's not playing. <laughs> then you're okay with the distractions. Yeah, yeah, They've otherwise. actually turned that into where they're doing an, a weekly show called Slime Time. This year on Nickelodeon, well, I think really? Slime Time was an old show. It it was, but this is NFL Slime Time. Okay. Sorry, uh, in that they've got uh, Nate Burleson and then one of the kids that was involved in that broadcast. And then this last piece of info from Brett Yormark earlier today did not have a couple of Utah fans too excited uh, because what we we knew Boo about freaking this, who we, we knew about this <laughs> earlier that the Big Twelve had extended its partnership with the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City to keep having the Big 12 basketball tournaments in Kansas City. Both now the men and women will play starting this year at the T-Mobile Center. That was extended to 2026. Now he has said that the Big 12 is looking to extend that even further. The goal is through 2031, so another five years uh, in Kansas City will take us into the next decade. So that would be, what, the next six or seven Seasons, something like that, seven or eight seasons that the Big Twelve will be playing the basketball tournaments um, in uh, in Kansas City. Some some tweets from a Utah, well, one in particular from a Utah fan had been kind of going viral through the Big Twelve. Um, I don't know what you call it, networks or whatever you want to call it, fan bases or whatever, basically stating that Brett Yarmark is about to make his first mistake as commissioner because. Kansas City has nothing to offer the fans of the Big 12 that Vegas does. They're pushing that Vegas should be the future home of the Big 12 tournament. Now, me in particular, you're actually like, you know, you have me interested a little bit about Big 12 basketball tournaments in Vegas. I like a Vegas trip once in a while. Um, But that's also like, you know, then UCF can make the argument, all right, let's put it in Miami or have it right here in Orlando, West Virginia and Cincinnati. Hey, let's move this to Indianapolis or let's move this to New York City. Um, Houston can say Houston. Yeah. TCU can say – I mean, everybody could shout out the regional city, although nothing really has a lot when it comes to nightlife on Las Vegas, maybe other than New York City. They have a ton of casinos and hotels right there. But – Kansas City is obviously like the central hub for everybody. Right. So it just, you know, it, it's a great benefit for us because it's just two hours down the road. And by the way, another difference is you're absolutely guaranteed to have incredible crowds in Kansas City because KU is in K State just right down the road. Right. And 
that's where we've been doing it. We invited you to the conference. Yeah, so take a chill pill. Shut up. Wrap it up. You're done. <laughs> we threw it. you a bone, Buster. <laughs> Hi. You see this life preserver that says the SS Utah? <laughs> We don't want to, hey, when we throw you a bone, we don't want to know how it tastes. Well, like the top. SS Your Mark. Absolutely. <laughs> you just, just night, just take it easy. Maybe a in, he was talking about an in the season tournament. Let's have an in the season tournament in Las Vegas. But the, the real one at the end, Kansas City, always for life. Hmm. 2020, uh, make that 2032 uh, Big 12 tournament, Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> That's where Big 12 Mexico is going. Speaking of, yeah, dude, I'm in. In three, two, one. It's time for Ask Us uh, Anything here on K-Man, and I want to know, what is a a new slang term or word or whatever that you hear someone older say? And you, you, you roll your eyes, kind of cringe. I, I feel like Troy has the answer right away. I know um, mine. Bro. 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 Everybody going, bro. Bro. Hey, bro. Lindsay's kids, man. That's every bro. other word. Bro. Bro. I'm like, I remember back in the day when you called somebody bro, you were bros. Hey. It meant something. Bro. You think I just call anybody a bro? You're my bro. Lit. Oh, yeah, that's not good. I also, I also, and I have a friend that lives in California. Apparently, I, don't, I guess this is where it came from, and then it kind of just gravitated towards Kansas and somehow got over here saying, like, that's hella cool. Oh. Hella. Hella is, yeah. I really love the variation hecka. I really like hecka. What are you, a Mormon? <laughs> yeah, I really like hecka. I can deal with that. For me, it's for real, for real. I had a buddy of mine, 40-year-old man, said to me twice in one conversation, for real, for real, and I go, you need to stop that right now. What you're doing is incorrect, and we're not liking it. I'm not I'm, I'm not down. And I don't think I'm, I'm his friend anymore. I'm pretty sure I cut off all ties with that person. Hecka. Hecka Heck, is, I love it. I start saying that. Hecka cool, dude. Even outside of church. <laughs> but that's what's great is you can say that one in church. Um, Hey, one more, right? Um, If you could eliminate any holiday, I know what you're going to say. Besides Valentine's Day, if you could eliminate one holiday from existence, what would it be? You know, a lot of people said Thanksgiving. They what? wanted to move Thanksgiving to February. I'm it's down. February. Yeah, because a lot There's of no K-Rockers a lot of K Rockers said it was too much right there in between Halloween and Christmas. So it's, let's put it in, in February and turn it into Super Bowl weekend. That's exactly what one guy brought up. He was like, huh. we can make a federal holiday. Because I, I wasn't even thinking Super Bowl. I was thinking a Thursday in February, we're going to get to watch Big Ten basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Iowa versus Minnesota in a battle of the 40s. Clank, clank, clank. Ugh. What do you think? I, I, I think this question has been brought up before, and yeah. I gave a controversial answer. Dude, dude, don't say, don't you say Canadian Boxing Day. Don't you dare. Well, it's the day before that. <laughs> oh, 4th of July? You want to get rid of 4th of July? 4th of July? Oh, I thought that's that the was, day before that. Is it? Christmas. Boxing Day's on December 26th. 
you want to get rid of? <laughs> okay, first of all, I I'm just saying. Today. Like, I just learned something today. Most people don't know the actual history of Christmas and I don't know where the, it actually came from. I don't know the history of Boxing Day. Whose birthday it really isn't. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, it's the whole gift giving thing. Really, what it is Ooh. is. No, economically, it doesn't make sense. Get rid and of I, Christmas. When you gotta give gifts to other adults, it's like, what are, for the kids, for the kids. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm about the family time. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's eat. But we don't need to spend a thousand dollars on people we hardly know. <laughs> All right, guys, we gotta go. For uh, you don't hear the music anymore, so that means uh, Troy is really wanting us to get out of here because we're gonna be really late. Ooh. So for Troy and Deej, I'm Mitch Fortner. Public address announcer at K-State. Smart, Alec. <laughs> and uh, that's the game. Go Cats. Bye.